Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, Mark Cuban and Space Jam. Grayscale making moves again, and 77% of El Salvador residents might not be infatuated with Bitcoin. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today is Monday, July 12, 2021. I hope you had a great weekend. I know I did. I went to go see a baseball game this weekend. We won. The last couple of games I've been to, we lost. But this one, we won bigly. Had a great night. Then had a great weekend. Did a garden walk. There's a lot of garden tours these days. I don't know if you guys know or follow me on Twitter or Instagram. Every once in a while, I'll show you a picture of my garden. I am a raised bed gardener. I don't know if you know that. But I love going out there, picking my tomatoes and lettuce. Actually, I'm more of a lettuce, kale, kind of charred kind of guy and herbs. I like just making big salads out of my garden. But we have now the tomatoes coming in, the cucumbers, some eggplants, and no zucchinis yet. I don't know why. But I also have more lettuce popping up and kale. This is not why you're here. <laughs> this is absolutely not why you're here. We're here to look at crypto, crypto news and crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 11.30 Eastern Standard Time. We're going to start off with something different today. I haven't been doing this podcast for a year. And when I started doing this podcast, we were talking about the total value locked in DeFi. And when I was telling you about this, it was starting at like $2.5 billion. I remember it climbed up to like, you know, $20 billion. You know what it is at today? $55 billion locked up in DeFi. That's crazy. And it's down from its all-time high of around $90 billion. So let's take note of that. Bitcoin's in the number one spot, as always, at $33,511, down 1.3%. Ethereum's in the number two spot, $2,100, down 2%. Tether's in the number three spot. I said that kind of weird, right? Tether's in the number three spot, and Binance Coin BNB's at the number four spot at 322, down a half a percent. Number five is Cardano, $1.33, down a percent. Running off the top 10, we have XRP, Dogecoin, USDC, and Polkadot and Uniswap. Total market cap, we're at $1.39 trillion, and a BTC dominance of 45.2%. Moving into today's headlines, or moving into today's news. I say it differently every time. I got to have a standard for this, but you you know what I mean. Nifties. Nifties is a platform that was first announced in March with the backing of Dallas Mavericks owner and billionaire Mark Cuban. Nifties, which is Nifty apostrophe S, has no connection with Nifty Gateway, the Gemini-owned NFT marketplace. Why did they do that? I have no clue. It's going to confuse the crap out of consumers, but Nifties and Nifty Gateway are two different things. Anyway, the news is they officially launched today with a line of NFTs based off the movie Space Jam, A New Legacy, starring LeBron James. The site also raised $10 million in a seed round from investors including Coinbase Ventures and Dapper Labs. The giant crypto asset manager, Grayscale, has obtained approval for its digital large cap fund, which includes six major cryptocurrencies. 
to file pre-regulatory forms with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. The digital large-cap fund holds Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, Bitcoin Cash, Chainlink, and Cardano. Grayscale has found a niche by offering Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies as shares in a trust that holds the coins. Now, this arrangement allows people to buy and sell them on the stock market. The various Grayscale trusts have proved popular with institutional investors. Some are not allowed to buy and sell cryptocurrency directly. This way, they've found a loophole. And these Grayscale trusts are also popular with retail investors who like having crypto exposure in their broader stock portfolios. Wu-Ri Wu-Ri W-O-O-R-I Financial Group has become the latest major South Korean financial institution to launch cryptocurrency custody services. Ruri has partnered with local blockchain company Coinplug to create digital asset custody joint venture. The new entity, dubbed D-Custody, which is actually pretty cool, is reported to be incorporated in the coming weeks, with Coinplug becoming its largest shareholder. Ruri is <laughs> so hard to say. Ruri is the fourth largest bank in South Korea in the fiscal year of 2020 with over, wait for it, $311 billion in assets under management. How much is that in Korean won? Well, $358 trillion. Trillion. That's not even real. I don't even know how to even count that high. Anyway. Playboy has partnered with Super Rare to launch an NFT collection at Decentraland Art Week. The Miami Beach art collection will feature five NFTs, including a photo of a Playboy bunny from 1970. And finally, by the way, this is just a slow news couple days, like from Thursday, Friday, all the way till today, just slow news. Anyway, El Salvador, you know El Salvador, they made Bitcoin legal tender. Well, Salvadorans aren't really stoked with it. According to a study commissioned by the Center for Citizen Studies at Francisco Gavidia University, 77% of Salvadorians see that the president's adoption of Bitcoin was not very wise or not wise at all with only 12.9% of the population calling it wise and 6.5% calling it very wise. This survey was given to 1,233 people between July 1st and the 4th of 2021. Each person was coming from a different family to achieve greater sampling variety. The statistical confidence of the survey was 95%. However, they did not factor in economic class, but they did factor in education. It's which so, I don't, I don't know. Anyway. 61% of the merchants in El Salvador said that they would not be willing to accept payments in Bitcoin. 64.8% of Salvadorans said they didn't want to receive their salary in cryptocurrency. Among those who regularly receive remittance, as remittance is money coming from abroad, say you have family members working in the United States, they send money back to their family. Among those who regularly receive remittance, only 5.3% said they would like to receive remittance in Bitcoin versus 82.8% who prefer dollars. U.S. dollars is a currency that is considered by 95% of the population as useful for their financial stability. Just 1% of Salvadorans said that they see Bitcoin as having value for financial stability. Another interesting stat is one-third of Salvadorans believe that the president had some personal or business interest in launching Bitcoin into law. And 40% believe that the law will benefit big enterprise. In comparison, only 13% think it will be good for the country in general, and 43% believe that Bitcoin adoption will be detrimental to the country. So, this is interesting. I, I know we can look at the paper and have a lot of questions about how the survey was done, how the study was done. I am very skeptical about it. However, there might be some truth to this because you have 70% of the population skewing one way, not the other way. 
I mean, it wasn't like 49-51. It wasn't like 60-40. It was 77% of the population saying this wasn't very wise. So how do the people really feel? I mean, are we just clouded by that this is an amazing thing because we see it on crypto Twitter and all of the crypto people are talking about uh, El Salvador making this legal tender? Is this going to have a long-term impact that is favorable for the country? And how do the people feel? I think that's where you need a qualitative study, not a quantitative, but a qualitative study to understand what people are feeling. Are they scared because of like I know shaky economic conditions right now, like anything else that's going to mix it up could just actually be more detrimental to their lives? Or are they looking at this as more of like a macro saying like, yeah, the, the US dollar, bro, like just use the US dollar. Why are we even trying to mess with the system? I don't know. I think that this opens a lot more questions than answers. But I think opening these questions really can get to the root of what Bitcoin can be used for, how people feel about it. And then we just see time will play out and we'll get our answers. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. And don't forget DeemerForCongress.com. That's DeemerForCongress.com, D-I-E-M-E-R for Congress.com. If, look, we have quite a few listeners for this podcast. If everyone that's listening just sent $100 in Bitcoin, uh, just $100 in Bitcoin, it would change this campaign. Like, really, it would change the campaign. If you just said $100 in Bitcoin was sent to my Bitcoin address, or you sent me $100 of fiat to the campaign, it will change everything. So if you want to help out, please, DemonForCongress.com. If you're listening to this and you're an American citizen, or if you have a green card, help us out. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.